So good evening people and welcome to the first episode of Echo Chamber. Now what this is, it's an offshoot of the Echoes from the Void podcast and you know today is the start of the London Film Festival. So what I'm doing is going to be putting out um, a, a short podcast each day and I'm going to review the films that I had the opportunity to see. Um, but first of all, as this is the first, you know, the first podcast on the opening day of the 2018 festival, I thought, let, let's do just a little bit of history here. So, um, yeah, my my... Endless research, I went to Wikipedia, obviously Um, (laughs) So, the London Film Festival First was, the the notion of it came in 1953 And a group of um, critics Raised the idea because, you know, there was a festival in Cannes, Venice and Edinburgh So the idea was just like, look, London needs its own festival And it was, so the, the thought of it was a festival of festivals Something that showed European films that you would not normally see in England Um, So Yes, the first London Film Festival, it was conceived by James Quinn and it was held at the National Film Film Theatre, which has now been renamed the BFI South Bank and it ran from the 16th to the 26th of October. Um... And times have changed because that first festival only showed 20 films. Can you imagine that? 20 films. Um, But yeah, they got, you know, talent from from Europe and they came and they showed all their films. Um, And, you know, the festival's always been topped and tailed with an opening and closing gala. You know, now the the huge events, you have to enter, you know, a ballot to get tickets Because it's so popular, it's crazy But yeah, so back then, that's what it was And so over the years, the festival has just grown and evolved and changed You know, um, you know they added awards to the festival Um you know, a lot of different things, there's Q&A sessions, and they kind of have introduced themes to the festival, you know, back in 2009, like, the themes were a lot different to what they are now, so galas, special screenings, Film on the Square, New British Cinema, French Revolution, Cinema Europa, World Cinema, Experitentia, Treasures from the Archive, Shortcuts, and Animation. So that's a lot different 
to um to what we have today you know yeah i mean things have things have changed a lot but the essence of the festival is still there it's now showing over 300 films over 300 films like that's just crazy it's insane can you imagine that like the organization that has to go into that and you know there's a big focus this year especially on female directors um there's there's just a lot going on so uh yeah so you know i've been going to all the, the press screenings which has been really interesting and yeah you get to see a lot of films that you might normally have seen um but of course today you know it was the opening gala so I'm going to be giving you my thoughts on Widows, the new film from Steve McQueen. Um, and, like, you know, because it's the opening day, there's, there's, you know, not a whole load of other films happening. So I'm, I'm going to uh, also review a film called um, End of Fear. Um yeah, it's not screening at the uh at the festival, but you know, it's just a little bonus I thought I'd throw in. Uh and each day in the evening I'm going to drop a new podcast uh, which will kind of talk about the films that I've seen and everything like that. Uh yeah. So um on to the reviews, people, and enjoy. One of the great things about the uh, London Film Festival is just the variety of films that are playing. And when you go to the programme launch, you see so many snippets of films, You so many talks about stuff. Things that you heard of But get fleshed out a little bit more So I'd heard about Widows You know it's, It was the next film from Steve McQueen Obviously So um, You know it, it, There was always going to be a buzz about it And then you hear about The cast of the film So it's like Oh okay Viola Davis, Liam Neeson, John Bethanel, you know, Manuel Garcia Rulfo, um, Michelle Rodriguez, it's just Elizabeth Debicki. Um, the cast was crazy. Robert Duval, Colin Farrell. There were so many people of talent in the film. Uh, so... You're, you you know, you, there's this buzz, but sometimes you're just not always like, you're like, okay, I mean, it could be good, it could be good. But, you know, when I saw the trailer, I don't watch trailers, I find they give too much away. I will say, 
this trailer was did definitely did not give a whole lot away. You know, it gave you the framework, but there was so much more to it. So after seeing that trailer, I was like, all right, yeah, I need to see this film. Um, I missed out on the gala ticket, so I was a bit like, oh, damn it. But thank God for press screenings, people. Thank God for press screenings. But yeah, so let's get down to the nitty gritty of this, shall we? Um, Alright, so this is basically the film synopsis. When Veronica's husband, um, that's Viola, Viola Davis, is Veronica, Liam Neeson is her husband, is killed during a daring heist. She and the wives of the men he worked with discover money was owed to some particularly nasty people. And now they want it back. Where the titles widows might suggest women defined by their husband's absence, McQueen turns this idea on its head as Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, Elizabeth Debicki and Cynthia Erivo find empowerment an unexpected solidarity in tackling their men's unfinished business. Steve McQueen and co-writer Gillian Flynn, that's right, Gillian Flynn from Gone Girls and um, a heap of other books that don't spring to mind right now, but yeah, prolific. Um, Right, they offer a strikingly contemporary re- reworking of Linda LaPlante's groundbreaking 1980s television series. And I will tell you people, this is definitely not your BBC series right here. This is whew, something different. So relocating the action to Chicago with a local election exposing race and class conflict along with political corruption in urban America. Robert Duval and Colin Farrell are the Mulligans heading up an Irish family who've long controlled and enriched themselves from city politics while Daniel Kaluuya shows vicious bite as a character character determined to change the balance of power by any means. An exacting, formally precise filmmaker, McQueen's take on genre was always going to be something special. Regular collaborators, cinematographer Sean Bobbitt and editor Joe Walker helped deliver a sleek and pacey film. With Hans Zimmer's score adding urgency, always deeply satisfying as a heist film, but never simply that. These ass-kicking widows have some glass ceilings to shatter in a million tiny pieces. So, you know, I think that alone, that alone is enough to make you think, oh... What have we got here? You know, like this, this sounds something different. This sounds interesting. I want to check. Yeah, I want to check this out. You know, it's from um, Seesaw and 
Regency. Yeah, Regency Enterprise. And it runs 129 minutes. So that's just slightly over two hours. But I will say this. At no point are you sitting in that screen thinking, whew, this is, um, yeah, this is a bit long. You know, what, what, what's happening here? Well, whew, it's taking its while. No. No, 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 no. The pacing of this film is fantastic. You know, it, it, like there's no real lulls. And the, the moment things die down just a little bit, it then picks you back up and really kind of hits you with that energy rush. Energy rush. And, I mean, when you think about it, like Steve McQueen, he, he's not done a load of films, but the films he's done. So we've got Hunger, Shame, 12 Years a Slave. Now, they're all very different films. But the thing that really jumps out with all of them is just the look and the feel of those films. Like, he knows how to wield that camera. And it was really on display with this film. Like, some of the shots were were just fantastic. There was this one scene where there's a, a little... Um, a little freestyle cipher. I, I think that's all I can say. And he kind of circles the individuals round and round and bringing it very close. So you really feel that intensity of not just the lyrics and the flow, but just that moment. And he really captures and draws you into it. There's there's bits when people were running and the way he follows them and really tracks the scene. It's just, it's, yeah, it kind of sucks you into the action, sucks you into that moment. And he knows when to zoom into a face just to capture, you know, those feelings, those emotions. He really does a very good job here. And as I said, look, Hans Zimmer is on the um, on the score and he really adds to this film. Like the music just helps to build up tension, helps to kind of really bring things to life. You know, it's just that collaboration with picture and music just works seamlessly. Like sometimes with films, like the score can be overpowering. You know, the score stands out as an individual entity, but here it just flows together seamlessly. And it's just something, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, I think you can understand. I did enjoy this film. You know, um, I think the the way the film starts is really good. It, it was, you know, it was a it was a smart way of doing it because it tells you so much. You know, it 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 really, you know, 
lets you understand the heartache that the character is feeling, Viola Davis's character, Vanessa, what she's feeling. And it also lets you know what has happened before. So it it gives you that little, you know, origin of, you know, what's led to this moment. So it gives you that, but it also gives you the relationships. And not just Vanessa, you know, it, it, it zooms in on all of our all of our widows, you know, Elizabeth Dibblick's character, Alice, um, Michelle Rodriguez, Linda, yeah, it it, it really, um, yeah, it, it kind of ties into all of those, all of those characters, so you're like, oh, okay, okay, you know, and I, right, I understand what's happening here. Yeah, it it was just a a really good job, a really good, and it and it also it set the kind of tone for the film. Um, I have to say, you know the 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 you know the synopsis and a lot of things talk about you know ass kicking women and you know they're breaking the glass ceiling and all of that kind of thing and so that kind of makes you think the film is going to be a certain way but it's not because this isn't just hey we ass kicking broads get the fuck out of our way what no 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 no, no. It plays it so well because you have people that have gone through a lot. You know what I mean? Like, as the title says, look, it's widows. They've just lost their husbands. And so you can't just have it with people that just aren't giving a fuck and are just taking names. You have to show the pain, you have to show the suffering. You have to show this journey that they're going on as well as the heist. And uh, we got to do this shit, you know. And that's what really comes across in the film. So, you know, all our characters, we are seeing the strength of them. We're seeing this inner fortitude, but we're also seeing, like, trauma. You know, we're we're seeing how everything is affecting them. How, you know, they're trying to put on this front of, yo, let's do this shit. But sometimes they just need a fucking hug, you know? And, And I think that is... The magic of this film, that's something that really, yeah, just like hits you and you're just like, oh, damn, this is so good, man. This is so good. Um, And like some of the other characters, like Colin Firth, Colin, sorry, I always get Colin Firth and Colin Farrell mixed up. Colin Farrell, Jack Mulligan. I 
I have to say, I haven't seen Farrell like play a role like this in so long. It's really good, really good because it, it, it's not just like when you first see him, you're thinking, uh, okay, it's not as simple as that. Like his character, there are levels to the character, there are these depths, and he really shows it all. He's on top for I have to say he is on top form with this film. And Ro- oh god damn it, Robert Duval. Woo! He comes out, man. He's this McCraggany old just racist horrible dude. But you know he's still got this business savvy to him and this whole kind of loyalty within him, you know what I mean, and, and so, yeah, even his character has got this depth to it, and he just kills it, every time he's on screen, he's just, he's just acting the hell out of this, man, like, I don't, man, I, you know what, I really don't think there's any weak links in this film, Acting wise, everybody in this film is just on magnificent form. On magnificent form, you. F- I have to say, look, if if this film and the people in this film don't walk away with some awards, I'd be shocked. You know, whether it's go- global, global, global. Golden Globes, people, Golden Globes, Oscars, BAFTA, whatever, you know what I mean? If they don't walk away with some some of these things, I will be very shocked. Because just everything of this film, it just comes together so well, so well. And people, it's not just a film Ooh, it's hard, man. Let me just... Alright, I'm just going to say this, yeah? I'll let you into a little sign. Not everything you see is what it is. This film has got twists in it, and you do not see them coming. They, like, it's just... Hey, maybe you might... But I will tell you now, everything, I was just like, God damn it, damn. Like, there was a bit where I was thinking, one of the things that happened, I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe maybe that's a thing, before it happened, but not in the way it happens. You know what I mean? I didn't think of it in how it happened. So, at every moment, you're just like, Whoa, okay, and the ending is great, the ending is great, it's the perfect ending for this film, you know, it's not, hmm, I, you know what, I'm not even going to say anything, all I'm going to say, yeah, it's a, it's a great ending, it's a great ending, and yeah, this is a, a, 
I will look. I'm gonna say it, people. This is a must see. You need to see this film. You need to see this film. If you're a fan of like your heist films, I think I think you will enjoy this. I really think you're gonna enjoy this. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of like some good heist films. I remember I think there was a film called The Score with Robert De Niro and Ed Norton that I enjoyed. And um I think Robert Duval was in that as well, you know. But yeah. Like, oh yeah, you, you think of like some of your favourite hypes films and I'll tell you this is up there with them. This is definitely up there with those films. So alright. Where else can you catch this film? Well, I'll I, I tell you, people. You can catch it tomorrow, Thursday the 11th of October at 2pm at the Embankment Garden Cinema. And if you haven't been to the Embankment Garden Cinema, oh, God damn it. It's, a, it's a, like, technically, it's a pop-up cinema, but people, this pop-up cinema is nicer than a lot of damn brick-and-mortar cinemas that are all over the spot, you know, this is a lovely cinema, so any chance you have of going to it, I say you jump at that, so yeah, that's tomorrow, 11th October, 2pm, Embankment Garden Cinema, so that, and, and that is the cinema, the pop-up, it's opened up in that park kind of area, right by Embankment, you know, so you can go to Embankment, it's the closest, but then it's like um, 30 seconds away from Charing Cross as well, so you've got that, and then it's playing Friday the 12th at 8.40pm, at the Odeon Tottenham Court Road. And remember, top, go to Tottenham Court Road tube station. Now, if you come out, you should see a theatre on the right-hand side, right? So you see the theatre on the right-hand side. And then there's a McDonald's and a, a car phone warehouse opposite that on the left. Walk past McDonald's, past the car phone, walk up that road, just a, another minute, and you'll find a cinema there, so, those are the other dates that you'll be able to catch this film, but remember people, other cinemas will be showing a lot of the films from the festival, so, if you don't see any of these kind of official screenings, you should hopefully find it playing somewhere else. And people, as I said, this is a must-see film, okay? All right, bye. Okay, so another film that I caught today was called Edge of Fear. Um, it's the new one from Bobby Roof. It stars Shen Lin Juju, Robert Patrick, and Robert Kepner. Uh, it's an hour and a half. 
it's kind of a thriller. Um, and it's from Hollywood Media Bridge, Parkside Pictures, um, the Media Partnership. Uh, so, you know, like the synopsis of the film basically is um after being stabbed in the heart by ruthless home invaders a man is left for dead now weak outnumbered and knife sticking from his chest he attempts to do the impossible save his wife from these murderers before he bleeds to death so yeah that's the kind of and it does sound a little like huh really um it's it you know this is an odd little film let's say like i think it the setup is a bit tenuous to be honest you know the way the film starts which, you know, sets up everything that comes afterwards. You know, it's a little bit tenuous. But you can feel like, okay, I've seen... I've seen hankier kind of beginnings. So it's fine. And then we get into, like, the main body of the film. And you're kind of thinking, oh, like, how is this... How's this going to play out? What, what What's the deal? So when the main action starts, I have to admit, I wasn't expecting it to go the way it did. Like at the start, you know, and it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. You're like, OK, so what's happening now? And this is the thing, like, I hadn't read the synopsis of the film, so I was, I was definitely, um, surprised, to say the least, and, you know, you're, you're, um, kind of one, there's, I don't know if it was clear that he's stabbed in the heart, and I do wonder, if you're stabbed through the heart, like, surely, you know, that's kind of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how long really you would, you would last in a situation like this, but it's one of these action films, so you know, like all those uh, fine points, they're kind of like by the here nor way, you know. Um, I believe that's an expression. Maybe not, but you know what I mean. Um, but, like, really, this is, it's a, it's a fun-ish film, you know, it, it, it's not gonna win any awards, it's not groundbreaking, but it's not a bad little kind of easygoing actioner, something that you might throw on on a Sunday when you just want to relax and chill, not think about too much, you know, like, um, I have to say, like, um, Robert Patrick is very good in this, as an arsehole, he really plays like an arsehole, like, no 
low-down, dirty villain. He plays that well. And Robert Kepner's character, I I think he handles it pretty, pretty, um, you know, not too bad. Because he's bad, but he's trying to temper himself. And so I think that he he manages to walk that line and really portray walking that line in, in a fashion that you can go okay I yeah I believe that I you know I I yeah I understand I see what he's doing that yeah makes sense so that's not too bad like Shenlin um, as Patrick, like, he wasn't, you know, I, I guess, having a, a, a knife in your heart, like, he did, he did kind of handle it well, like, he, he, I think he, yeah, he, it's like, I mean, to be in an action, to have that in an action film, like, you're not going to be energetic, you're not going to be, and I I think that's how he was, so you can't really knock that performance, you know, it was pretty decent, yeah, it was a pretty decent performance, and um, Zuzu, as, um, you know, Laura, his wife and all, um, yeah, like, she was alright, I mean, I think there was sometimes you felt that the emotion wasn't quite there, I think there, there was that in, in some of the scenes, and, and, you know, like, there was a scene where she has to kind she's trying to throw people off and pretend that she's, you know, feeling all bad and everything, and it wasn't quite believable, you know what I mean, you do, you kind of feel that, you know, in that situation, really, like, the bad guys would have been like, mm, what are you trying to do here, you know, but, for the most part of the f- f- with the film like she's okay yeah she's not too bad given what she has to do um but yeah i i would say, as i said look it, it it's not going to win any awards but it's not terrible it's not terrible, and it's an hour and a half, so it does pretty much fly by, um, so, yeah, I, I would say, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, like, it's, it's, it's probably better than a lot of those Steven Seagal films, you know, like, if you're trying to, it's a bit similar to something like Romeo Must Die, you know, um, yeah, it's kind of on the lines of that, like, 
uh, an under siege type of thing maybe you know not quite as good as under siege but it's on you know it, that kind of vein of films but yeah it's just one of these kind of little low budget action thrillers so um it is is you know this isn't playing in the cinemas it's um it's available on like iTunes, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Sony, and the Sky Store. Um, yeah, it's it's looking like standard. It's seven ninety nine. HD is running at nine ninety nine. You know, this is a fifteen. It's a fifteen. So yeah, if if you're into that kind of film. You know, um, and you want something to do on a on a Sunday as you're chilling, trying to kick back. Yeah, this could be for you. Yeah, think think crank two, like taken two or three, and and you you kind of you know will we'll know what this is, but yeah. You know, this could be for you. It's again, it's under Edge of Fear. So Edge of Fear, um, starring Robert Patrick, Robert Kepner, Zuzu, and Shen Li, and it is now available. All right, cool. Well, this has been episode one of. The new film-centric podcast, and we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, where films we should be talking about are Colette, Sorry to Bother You, Happy New Year, Colin Burstead, um, Breaker Uppers, and Gin. So. Uh, yeah, I didn't realise tomorrow is <laughs> going to be so busy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be because, hey, listen, right? The film festival, it's got 225 features from 77 countries. And these films are spanning over 14 different Cinemas Woo It's gonna be crazy man It's gonna be crazy But fun So um Yeah I'm I'm gonna try and give you all the information you need But remember Just look Check out the program and book those tickets Because things are selling out And you do not wanna miss Some of these films Yeah so um Definitely try and check out Widows, okay? Alright people, well Thank you for tuning in And I'll see you again tomorrow Take it easy